Welcome to another Youth-Centered Podcast. Uh, hope you're all safe and healthy and doing well. We are in week five of this, uh, I guess we could say, the new world here at the Youth Center. And uh, we're trying to bring these podcasts to you every week. And uh, this week we have a very special one. We're going to be uh, talking to two of our seniors, athletes, academics, uh, people that are very connected to the community in a variety of different ways, and that's Caitlin Wessel and Will Servino. Uh, and we're going to be talking about their emotions, their feelings, um, what's going through anxiety-wise for them in terms of being seniors in the class of 2020 and the big unknown of if we're going back to school, if we are going to have senior week, if we are going to have spring sports, are we actually going to walk down uh, for graduation? And there's a lot going through, and I think we're not probably sending enough empathy to our seniors um, and I'm seeing some great signs around town that you know pretty much congratulates the class of 2020 and like let's not forget the class of 2020 and I just think we need to hear from the kids from 2020 a little bit more so Caitlin you're our first guest thanks for coming on the you Centered podcast thank you for having me so Caitlin let's just get started um, gave you a number of talking points along with Will um, when when you had the first feeling that school would probably be stopped for a period of time, and if you remember correctly, the first thing was to be stopped for a couple of weeks, um, and that the youth center was actually closing, and this was coming up in the start of uh, spring sports. Talk to me as a senior in high school at North End of Ohio, what were your first emotions as this was all being rolled out? Well, I'm in a gov class and we kind of talked about this before and like I kind of anticipated it. And honestly, I was kind of happy to get like three weeks off. I, for the past four years, I've kind of like grinded through school and through sports and I've gotten into college at this point. It would be like nice to have like a long break essentially. And then once it was extended and I even honestly, after the first week, I was missing my friends. I was missing school. I was missing that routine. So it started off as happy and then as like time passed and I wasn't able to see my friends it's I was getting more upset and like frustrated that I wasn't in school and you're also a spring athlete you you're an athlete uh, throughout the year um, and what did you, what was the feeling emotional wise that um, sports were put on hold and again this would be your last season playing a sport yeah obviously that was really upsetting for me too because especially with track I think it's it's so cliche, but it really is a family, and I, I really enjoy the culture there. And this season, I was actually going to be a captain, so I was going to be able to lead a program that I truly believe is like helping so many kids and has helped guided a lot of kids. So I was upset that I wasn't going to be able to take on that leadership role and kind of make my lasting imprint on North Andover track and the high school. So a lot of emotions with that. In those first two weeks in general, we had a number of kids that are, would like to play spring sports out on the fields, um, getting together and kind of practicing, which was a no-no at that point, and we had to kind of come down pretty hard on gatherings with the sports. So it has forced a number of our spring sports um, players, both boys and girls, to kind of do individual stuff at home. 
So let me ask you about the two weeks that led up to, you know, two, almost three weeks in terms of getting um, virtual learning uh, through the school department. And again, the school department has rolled this out, but they had to take a, a number of directions from the state, um, and we weren't 100% sure. So until they've actually rolled out, and I do want to talk to you about how you think that's going, but prior to it being set up, what were you doing every day when you're used to going to school every day, playing a sport, hanging out at the youth center. What was it like for those first couple of days, weeks? I think I like approached it week by week. So I would do like, I enjoy working out. So I would work out like once or twice a day. But like the first week I spent cleaning every single room of my house because I had nothing else to do. So like my mom is very appreciative. So I cleaned the house and then I eventually kind of looked at things that I hadn't really done for four or five years that I really enjoyed doing but just with the grind of school, I hadn't been able to do it. So I started reading books more and I've started painting. I've, I'm learning to play guitar now. So I think I've taken this time to kind of re like spark my like joy for other things that I've done um, with without being able to see my friends and like go out to eat or whatever. So. So, and now that we have started, and again, let's let's be honest, the spring semester, that last trimester is for, for seniors, it's, it's not a joke by any means, but it's also not the toughest time for you guys. So how has this been adjusting to some virtual learning as you head into your last trimester? What's that experience been like in terms of virtual learning, but also being a senior doing virtual learning? What's that like? Um, honestly, like, so for the first two trimesters of school, I had five academic classes and third try, I was going to have like a gym class, which I was wicked excited about and like lab aids. So I kind of have an easy schedule anyway, but so I only really meet with two of my teachers, um, Flan teaches stats and Mr. Delakai is doing, um, English, but it, I really only meet with two teachers and then it's not that bad. Like it's not a lot of work, but it takes up time which is like nice I really like that it just takes up time and I think um all credit to the teacher I teachers Flan has been doing virtual learning basically since the start um because of the AP test she's wanted to review and finish up things so it was nice to kind of ease into it because I only had one class at the beginning and now I have two so I think it's going well um making the best of this kind of weird situation. Absolutely. What would you give the school department again, and this is not to pick on the school department or how this was rolled out because there were so many factors that went into this, but now that we are up and running, are we in our second week of the virtual learning now? Yes. Okay. How would you, how would you grade, um, the school department in terms of rolling out? Are there things that you would like to see a little bit different? Are you pretty content and happy with the way things are going with that? Um, I'm pretty content. As you said, they had to like deal with things, but I thought it was kind of like slow to come out, but I, I really don't know what happened behind the scenes, but um, I think it would be like a seven or something like along those lines. It's not perfect and probably will never be perfect, but um, I know like Dell, is like not a tech guy so it kind of took him a while even like with the first four, couple classes for him to take uh, get a grasp on it but um, he's figured it out now but yeah 
Yeah, I mean, the reality is it, it's new for all of us, right? I mean, just how we're running the youth center, um, you know, virtually is, is very interesting. But um, obviously, this is brand new ground for everybody. And um, I do think that we're going to get into a little bit of a new normal with this. And I think we are going to have to spend a lot of time uh, as a school system, uh, as well as other communities and in perfecting this and rolling it out because I don't know um, how much we're going to get back to the normal that we remember and uh, if this has a second wave like people are talking about in the fall time we will have to be prepared obviously to continue educating on that. Let me ask you about family time. Uh, I know your family pretty well and, and you guys are a, a pretty close-knit family. I remember coming here on the uh, on Thanksgiving morning to pick something up at the youth center. I saw the whole Wessel clan out throwing a football, walking the dog. I mean, I thought you were going to the high school for the football game, but I guess you guys were just as a family cruising around. Uh, so you are obviously a close family. But let me ask you, how has family time changed since this pandemic? I think it's like interesting the way family time is adjusted. We definitely on the weekends, we spend a lot more time together just because there really isn't much school to catch up on and like everyone has this time to be together. And I, with my mom, my mom works throughout the day. So, and she's on phone calls. So we try to like make sure we're not disturbing her. So we kind of spend time in our own rooms and do our own things, which is nice because we kind of get to tackle our own goals for the days. My brother goals per se. My brother plays like video games all day, but <laughs> um, it's we all have our personal time. But in the in the evenings, we have spent a lot more time eating together and having family dinners together, which has been really nice. Especially with me going off to college, this is probably like the one of the last times I'll get regular like family meals and it's been nice to kind of just catch up and laugh together and we'll go and sit out by the fire and make s'mores almost three or four times a night or not a night or a week so it's more but it's not like an overwhelming amount that we're like annoyed with each other at this point we're still kind of pretty happy with one another so which is nice yeah and you know me right i always look at the positive of everything right and it's really tough to look at all the positives during the pandemic but uh, reality here being is a silver lining for the Wessel family and many families is the more quality family time and and would you say that has been a really good thing uh yes i think it's definitely a good thing um me and my dad are wicked close and i love talking with him we talk about the pandemic and just the future and what it holds and we go on like hour-long walks and we just kind of talk and we walk our dog and we go around to the common and it's nice to kind of reconnect with him sometimes um because we really like every time i talk to him it's either like in the car or for like a couple minutes after school so it's been nice to kind of have like personal time with my dad because I just love talking with him so it's been nice to talk with him and yeah reconnect. and to a certain degree life has slowed down a little bit and there's something really good to say about that obviously one of my concerns is is uh, you know the the mental health and the awareness of our seniors and making sure that we are empathetic to what our seniors are going through so let's let's delve into some things and and tell me how you actually feel there's no right or wrong answer but um, right now how tough is it not seeing friends you're a very social person you're someone that likes to be connected with people face to face um, how frustrating how tough is that for you it's been really hard because as you said i loved i just enjoy kind of like making connections with people whether they're my best friend or just like someone in school that i've known um it stinks not being able to see them and talk with them and kind of catch up like obviously like we text and we facetime but it's just not the same as like being able to see your friend and give them a hug and like actually 
kind of see the emotions on their face and their body language because I think like so much of what you can learn from a person is from their body language and um and I'm like definitely that kind of person and it's hard not to see them and connect with them and I think also for me with like not being in school I enjoy talking to like basically every kid in our grade and there's kids and I this is the saddest part for me is like there's kids that I won't see ever again and it's not like I don't like them it's just the way our lives are going to work out it we're just not going to cross paths again and there's kids that I truly be enjoy talking with and making connections with that I miss seeing them in the halls and waving to them and saying hi and asking them like how their game was or how their competition happened or like went so it stinks not being able to see people and just kind of learn about other people's lives absolutely you are someone along with will that's very connected here at the youth center and uh you know you and i were pretty tight and and you know how much i think of you and you know not seeing your smiling face around the youth center is really tough um how has it been for you not being able to be connected to the youth center whether it be through youth council whether it be working part-time with our younger kids what's that loss been like for you that's also been hard because obviously I really only work once a week but those couple hours with the fourth and fifth graders and honestly with my like coworkers, has been hard because I enjoy being around them I enjoy making TikToks with the girls and I enjoy playing basketball and like playing hockey and it's it was for me the youth center was always kind of a release and a couple hours to just kind of think about other kids and kind of have fun and after like a long stressful week it's, it would be a nice release and to not have that is it's hard too because that was my time to kind of disconnect with everything else was going on and just kind of enjoy the moment and for me I love like me Burb and JMO like I really enjoy working with them and those are kids that I'm friendly with but I really only talk with at the youth center and sometimes at school so to not be able to see them is also a shame because I enjoy their presence I enjoy laughing with them so um it's hard absolutely now we touched on you uh we're looking forward to uh your season with the track team which is a wonderful culture I've had um I've had the staff on uh, for a past podcast on actual culture, and you guys at the track program have a wonderful culture. Um, the reality here is that I don't think there will be a, sp- a sports season this spring. Uh, that is not official. I don't have any inside uh, track information or whatever. It's just with the way we are right now, I, I have a hard time believing that we are going to have a spring season. Um, with your last thing, what's your emotion going through that if it is announced that it's canceled? Um, you ready to move on from that? Are you angry? How do you feel? Um, I think it's weird because when the winter season ended, I was like, oh, I have like another three months. I don't need to get upset now. I don't need to like kind of say my goodbyes to the sport. And it's weird because I won't have that chance to kind of push myself one more time and see if I can like make crack at a record or it's hard because I really enjoyed everyone on that team and there's kids that like Karina and girls that I really cross paths with because of track I think for me yes I'm gonna miss a sport but I'm gonna miss the people the most and not being able to have that kind of closure I think is the hardest part and with everything it's a closure thing for me um it's kind of like an open wound right oh an open wound right now and it's like hard to wrap my head around but I think Sadly, I feel like I am ready to move on. It's not that track won't be a part of my life. I might do like club or something like that in college, but like anything, I think 
I will be ready to move on. Um, it would have been nice to have that final season, and it stinks to not have it, and I'm kind of mad that it's not happening, but um, track will definitely pop up somewhere else in my life. Absolutely. Now, let me take you through um, this time of year. I don't need to tell you um, April, May, and that first week of June before you graduate. It's an exciting time for a senior. Um, we have prom. We have senior week. We have graduation. We have the SOS party. Uh, we do things really big in North Andover for our seniors. Um, that is a big unknown right now. We'll take our direction from the governor and obviously uh, our own town manager and obviously our superintendent of school, Gilligan, will make the final decision on whether we return to school or not this year. And again, some people think that's a, that's a long shot if we do. Um, but if you were to miss out on these things um, that are things that are passage of life to a certain degree, um, I do believe we will have some kind of a graduation ceremony. Again, no inside information. It's just opinion I have. It might be later in the summer. What's it feel like as a senior that's going to miss out on something that every other senior class has enjoyed? It's hard because I think all of us seniors, you look forward to those moments in these four years. You see people on Instagram and they post about it and how much fun it is. And for I would love to go to prom and like dance and have a great time. Um, along with senior week and be able to have that week with your friends and like my friend Jack Muse he's the president he like puts so much work into it and be able to see him enjoy that work payoff I think it's it's like memories lost in my mind you like won't be able to have those memories and kind of get to share them with your friends and share them and like relive them almost so for me, it's just like lost memories that I won't be able to have that I've looked forward to. I think every year I've gone to graduation, I'm like, that's crazy that that's going to be me next year. And for that not to be me is weird to think about because I've worked so hard for this and to be able to kind of share that moment with my fam fr friends and family, it stinks to not have that. Absolutely. What's your anxiety level right now? Um, It's like higher than normal, but not like it's more like anxious about what's to come in terms of just like our country in general, but also like my own personal life. Am I going to go to college next year if it, or like online college? But it's just the unknowns is making me more anxious. The fact that like there really isn't a lot of concrete information out there about what's going to happen in North Andover and what's going to happen in Massachusetts in this country. So that's what's making me more anxious is just the unknown, really. Absolutely. For all of us. Let me ask you something. What have you learned about yourself during this global pandemic? I think what I've learned about myself is that I can take time for myself and still get other things done. I, For me, I feel like what I've struggled with is kind of priori prioritizing um, myself almost. I just kind of worked for other things. I've worked for school. I've worked for um, extracurriculars and getting jobs. And I don't think I really worked for kind of things that made me happy on the side. So like going out and painting and reading books, I love reading, but I never kind of gave myself that time to do that. So kind of allowing myself to take time for myself is something that I learned a lot and that I can do it and it still works out and I am like a happier person for it. Very good. Not to get political, but I want to ask you a couple quick questions. Um, you had an audience, if you had an audience, let's say a Zoom interview with Governor Baker, who I think is doing a phenomenal job leaving, leading our state at this point in time, what would you want Governor Baker to know is from, from you as a senior athlete in North Andover? 
I think back like the unknowns I, I want him to kind of like is does he have any plans for school does he ha- I want him to kind of share with seniors and with kids in high school what exactly is going to happen with the school system i know other governors have already shut down schools does he really see that as an option is that really going to be happening um but i also think like you said i think he's doing a wonderful job with everything else and especially with the economic pact that he's made with other states to kind of reopen at the same time is i think that's a really smart move and i think also like i've always been a big fan of governor baker so honestly maybe like running for something higher than governor because i think he'd be a great leader almost <laughs> interesting really interesting all right um through the influence of rick gorman and connor me and we have you at a seat in the white house press room right now <laughs> uh you get to say one thing to potus one thing that you would want him to know what's it going to be I would say think about the country before you think about yourself. I think what's frustrated me most about him speaking is it seems like he's focusing too much on the economy and his own re-election campaign. I wish he kind of focused more on the health crisis that we're facing before we work on the economic crisis that we're, that we're facing. Well said. Uh, what do you think about when I give you the name Dr. Fauci, Tony Fauci? Well, I think... I've read a lot about Fauci, and I think he is an extremely smart person um, that has lasted. I think what was really interesting about him is he's lasted six presidencies, so he's done his job for six presidencies, and I think to be able to keep a job through six different people, six different administrations, and very different political views is a, like a very big accolade for him because he's remained unpolitical which is very important for a person like him i think he gives it straight to the american people and he's just telling people like what they need to hear and the truth about this virus and how this current administration is kind of dealing with it so i give him a ton of credit for just kind of going up there and giving the truth and honest he's a very smart person and it's hard not to respect someone that kind of is that smart and kind of is an expert in this field absolutely in Dr. Tony Fauci, we trust, is what I say. Um, we um, were about to honor you among a number of other kids at our youth center auction, which was postponed from March to May, which is now postponed to June. And the reality is it might be postponed to the fall. Um, what's it like? That was going to be a big night for you, your family, and a bunch of other kids. Um, disappointed? Yeah, definitely disappointed just because it is nice to get recognition and to be up there with other kids that I look up to and I think are really good peers of mine. Um, it really is unfortunate. I think also just for the youth center, it's a great way to fundraise for things that for the youth center and I've benefited tremendously from the youth, youth center. So it's unfortunate that that fundraising isn't going to happen just right now. So. Yeah, and obviously we'll look at the positive. We, one way or another, will recognize you guys and we will recognize um, our Youth of the Year and we will raise funds for the Youth Center at the appropriate time. And uh, obviously we'll have you back on that. Um, let me ask you something. Um, you may or may not go back to school as we discussed. Um, if we don't go back to school, what's a message that you have to a community, a school system, you know, Principal Chet Jackson, our assistant principals, and all those wonderful educators that have educated you throughout your life, and especially the last four years, what would you want those people to know? Um, I think, like, with anything, nothing's perfect, but I've loved my time 
not just in high school, but through my 12 years of education here in the North Andover Public School System. And I've made a lot of great connections with teachers and um, administrators and peers of mine. And I think they've done a tremendous job, like kind of connecting kids. There's teachers that I respect so much and I go for them for um, advice, like people like Flan and Van Horn and me and like, they have really guided me through high school and um, I think that's a testament to the people that work for North Andover. I think they do care. You see it with the nights, the videos that are put out every day. I think North Andover's done a great job of kind of having educators that truly care about their students, and they might not connect with every kid, but what do, the ones they do connect with, they have a lasting impact. Absolutely. Well said. I'm going to ask you one last question. Um, and it's addressed to all of those kids. You're, you're a summer fun counselor that works with our youngest group. Um, you've been slated to actually work um, with our sports and rec su- uh, group this summer. You work during the building. You're working in the gym. Uh, what do you have to say as a senior who's got a lot of feelings about what's going on and the uncertainty of the world? What would the message you would like to say to all of our young people, the middle school all the way down at the youth center? What do you want to say to those kids? Um, honestly, I really do miss seeing everyone, and there's a special place in my heart for the fourth and fifth graders, and I looked forward to those hours with them, and I just want them to know that, um, yes, it's a job, but we do love every single kid that walks through that door, and we love making connections with them, and also, like, everyone that works at the youth center, I enjoy working with everyone there, and especially summer fun, it's it's a very unique experience that I wish everyone could experience but that camaraderie and like family that's built I know at Sargent we especially this year we connected like like no other and we we love sending like talking with one another and I really miss that and I miss the people I work with and the kids that come through these doors well said Uh, We are planning. uh, We're going ahead with our summer programs. Obviously, everything is fluid, could change on a moment's notice. Um, But we are hoping to have, and as you know this, uh, we call it the best summer ever every summer. Um, You know, we talked about the wonderful culture that's built at your track program. And I would say um, outside of the school uh, system, the best culture in town is here at the youth center and what we build and the family atmosphere we have here. And I'm getting a lot of phone calls from kids that have applied for jobs. I've gotten a lot of phone calls from kids that have already been told they have jobs in an administrative role here, and everybody's anxious about that. And we're going to roll out something, um, and hopefully it can be what we think is mostly a normal summer here at the youth center. Um, But we need to do something for our kids. We need to keep moving through here, and obviously we'll put out the best product we can, keeping everything in mind health-wise. So, uh, hey, Caitlin, you're an amazing person. Um, You know, obviously we've had you on the podcast. This is the second time. You are truly a a student leader um, and somebody that is loved here at the youth center. And, you know, I I feel really bad. My staff talks about this a lot. Uh, We feel bad for all of the the class of 2020. Um, The fact that you're all missing out on things that we took for granted, right? Um, But we do know um, that we are a strong community and we're in this together. And somehow, some way, we will try to make this a, a good situation for you, and hopefully there will be some things for you guys to enjoy as we go through here during the summer. But thanks again for coming on the Youth Center podcast and sharing your emotions. 
Thank you for having me. We now are, have uh, a wonderful young man joining our podcast, another senior uh, spring athlete, Will Servino, who works here at the Youth Center and uh, also one of our chosen Youth of the Year for this year. And we're going to get into what, that, what that's all about in terms of um, how that's been affected by the Golden pandemic. But first of all, Will, thank you very much for coming on the Youth Center podcast. Yeah, Rick, thanks for having me. It's always great to be on here. I think it's my third time coming on here, it's, and I'm looking forward to another one. Yeah, I think you're a uh, podcast professional <laughs> here. We've brought you on a number of different topics, and uh, I thought you and Caitlin would be good because you represent um, kind of all aspects of the high school. Um, you know, obviously involved with the school, involved with the community. You're an athlete. You're a strong academic kid. Um, so I'm, I'm really interested in hearing your honest opinions. Um, I sent you, obviously, some, t- some talking points, and uh you know, feel free to, you know, tell us exactly how you feel. So mm-hmm. let me take you through to that first uh, day when it was informed that school was going to be taking a hiatus first for two to three weeks. Uh, the youth center was closing. A variety of different things were, were going to change. What was your first emotions during that period? Yeah, I was I was really shocked, you know. Um, I mean, growing up North Denver, I've never had to experience any anything like this before, you know. Having school be closed for three to four weeks, it's pretty crazy to me. Um, you know, um, we assumed we'd be going back to school April 7th, so I was a little, it was, there were some positives and negatives about it, but I was still pretty sad knowing that I wouldn't be able to go back to school for three weeks and miss all my friends, things like that. So you had a lot of emotions with that. Um, as a senior, um, after two to three weeks, the school department has rolled out uh, its form of virtual learning. And again, it's a work in progress. We've never had something like this before. And you know, we are learning each day uh, what works and what doesn't work. Um, what's it personally been like for you, who usually would be enjoying their last trimester of of their high school career, what's it like that you're, you know, behind a uh, laptop and talking to your teachers or or classmates that way? What's that like? It's definitely tough for me. You know, I love going to school every day. I love seeing all my friends, seeing my teachers. I love bringing a positive attitude to school every day. So it's tough for me to do that. But I think the best thing we can do is make is just make the uh, best of it and just be, stay positive um, and just buy into the system because it's the teachers are like <clears throat> there. It's new for them too. So. I think if we all just pitch in, um, it'll go smoothly. Yeah, and again, as I said, we, we as a school system, we're, we're learning, right? It's nothing that's happened like this before. Um, how do you think, any feedback you'd like to give the school system in the first couple of weeks of uh, virtual learning, uh, what's working, maybe what's not working, what could be done better? Yeah, personally, I think it's, I think it's really good so far. Um, I love the 8 to 12 schedule because I like waking up pretty early in the morning. So I like getting my schoolwork done and then having the rest of the day to myself. But um, my teachers have been pretty good, um, some of them better than others, obviously, but it's definitely a learning curve for them, and um, it's, it's been pretty good. Um, I've had a lot of, like, schoolwork every day. I'm, I'm keeping busy, keeping up with uh, academics, stuff like that, um, and studies, so nothing really too bad about it. It's just kind of a learning curve, learning process, and just getting used to 
the new system. Sure. Now, you were looking forward to a spring season with the lacrosse program, a sport that you played a number of years. Um, at this point in time, uh, there's no official announcement, and I don't have, as I said, told Caitlin, any inside information. My personal opinion is I think it's going to be very hard to even have a spring season this year, um, you know, just with the way things are going right now and a condensed season, getting it done before June, uh, the end of June, et cetera. Uh, what's your feelings if um, lacrosse does not happen and spring sports in general does not happen? Because this is your last go around. Um, you're heading off to college next year. If uh, the spring season is canceled in the next week or two, what's your, what's your emotions going to be? Yeah, I'll definitely be frustrated. You know, um, me and my teammates have been working for about since the last summer. Obviously, um, we've been on the field pretty much every day for the past couple of weeks before I canceled. Um, you know, getting ourselves physically and mentally prepared for the season, and it's going to be really tough hearing the news. But um, in in my opinion, I think it's just even though it got canceled, there's still seven weeks left. There's still seven weeks more to uh, prepare and I think that that's just a good mindset going into it but um, it'll definitely be tough if if that happens if it, if it gets canceled because I, I love lacrosse I've been playing since I was in fourth grade um, and it'll be really tough to see my career you know go down the drain like that yeah you've got a pretty good attitude I've heard from some of your friends and kids that are playing multiple you know spring sports here uh, from the youth center there's a lot of anger there's a lot of you know, feeling bad for themselves and, you know, no one else has had to deal with this when they were a, a senior in high school, which I, I fully understand. You're also very involved with the youth center. So we followed the school. Um, once the school closed, the youth center had to close. So we're in our fifth week of really not being with the kids, which from my staff standpoint is extremely tough. Um, uh, what's it like for you because you're actively involved here at the youth center? What's that been like? Yeah, I've been definitely missing it a lot. You know, I love coming here. I love working here every day, um, and I'm, I'm missing the opportunity to uh, change kids' lives. You know, I love making relationships with different kids um, and just making a positive impact in their life. And I feel like that part of my life has been taken away from me because of the the coronavirus outbreak. But I, I'm really hoping that I can come back here and just um, keep working, and it'll be good. Yeah, you're one of our all-star mentors. Um, you've had a, a young mentee, and uh, people have seen for the last, you know, basic last year or so, some great pictures, some videos of you with your young mentee. Uh, we've had to change that, right? We can't be face-to-face. -face. Mm -hmm. um, so we've started some creative stuff of virtual Zoom connections with your with MVP mentor and their mentee. Uh, talk to me a little bit about how that's going and uh, talk to you a little bit about your mentee. Yeah, um, it's actually been going pretty good. Me and um, Henry and I, we've been FaceTiming um, about twice a week. Um, we talk about, you know, like our daily lives, um, talk about our families and uh, like things we can do to keep busy. Um, he celebrates Passover, so he told me a lot about his holiday and how he cel celebrated it. Um, it's pretty funny. It was actually on Zoom, but um, it's just a great way to keep keep uh, in contact with them and I hope all the other mentors are doing the same yeah and I, I appreciate you saying that because some of our mentors are doing a phenomenal job a few others need to step it up a bit um, but we'll follow up with that but you and Henry have a, a, a special relationship and it's pretty cool to see these uh, zoom meetings of, of you and Henry on that um, I've gotten to know your family a little bit this year when you were named uh, the youth center youth of the year along with Hannah Rogers um, let me ask you, how has family time changed for you during the global pandemic? Has it been a, a good change? Has it been spending more time, less time? How's it working for you? 
there's definitely some ups and downs to it, you know. Um, both my parents are working at home, so they need their own, like, area. They need, they need their uh, space to get things done. So I try to stay out, stay out of their way as much as possible during the day. But um, we love playing board games together. We love going for hikes. Um, there's a trail near my house. We go on that a lot. Going on walks around the neighborhood. I mean, it just it, even though it's the coronavirus is tough, it, it brought us together even more, and it's really good to see. That's good. Um, you know, in terms of um, missing being with your friends, you're a pretty social kid. You've got a good friend group. You have a lot of friends, and you're also connected with a lot of different things that go in town. What's it been like for the first time in, in all of our lives, right, that we really have not been able to have that human connection face-to-face? And I'm not talking handshakes and hugs and things like that. Just the fact that you're with somebody um, sharing some talks or conversation or fun. What's it been like for you as a senior in high school not being able to have that connection? And, and quite frankly, one of the most emotional and memorable parts of one's life, their senior year. Yeah, it's definitely a tough thing, tough, uh, tough pill to swallow. Um, I love seeing my friends every day at school. We love hanging out together. But um, you know, we're in the 21st century, so there's a lot of uh, resources we can use, like FaceTime, um, texting each other, sometimes playing PS4 together, like NBA 2K. It's, it's keep, keeping it on contact. It's always good. But um, I know it's, it's pretty tough for me because these are like maybe one, t- two or three months I'm not going to be able to get back in my life and be with, these ki- be with my friends. So it's pretty tough for me. So third trimester of every senior year is an exciting period of time. Classes are winding down, but it's more of the connection with kids that you may not even see much more after graduation. Um, the spring is full with some, you know, the weather's getting better. Um, there's a lot of social activities. We lead into the senior prom. We lead into wonderful senior week activities, um, graduation. Um, it, we're not sure we're going to have all that. We'll wait for, obviously, the governor and um, our own superintendent will let us know if we go back to school. Um, how do you feel? Do you feel cheated? Do you, what's your emotions that none of this might take place? For all of us, it was a passage of life, and you may not have it. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it's, it, I definitely feel cheated out of it. Um, I feel like every, every high school senior should be able to experience senior week, experience senior prom. You know, it's a lot of fun, I've heard. I mean, I remember my sister, when she was a senior, I was pretty jealous of her because they did a lot of fun things during senior week. But um, it's definitely going to be a burden on my life if it doesn't happen, and I'm going to miss it a lot. What's your anxiety level? Um, it's been pretty low for me, honestly. I've been, I've been trying to keep it low as possible, you know. Just staying active is really helpful um, and not and the, limiting myself on, like, watching news, things like that, um, and my exposure to everything. But um, I'm just trying to, trying to keep uh, adapting to the new um, environment and staying positive and focused. Yeah, definitely. I actually believe that uh, I'm, I'm a big truth teller. Uh, I think kids need to be told the truth. Sometimes they don't want to hear what the truth is, but they need to be told the truth. I think kids are a very resilient group. Um, you know, I think we get through things, we adjust. And as you said, things are a little bit different. I'm thinking about if this happened when I was your age, you know, there was no cell phones, there weren't, it wasn't the technology, it would probably be really tougher. But you guys are a resilient bunch, and I think most of you are actually doing the best we can actually ask you to do during this point. But what have you learned about Will Servino during this global pandemic? Yeah, as you said, I've learned how to make the, uh, make the best of things in life, you know. Um, it's hard to not have access to things like going to school every day, seeing my friends, but there's always FaceTime, you know. In terms of lacrosse, I can't go to the field every day, but there's, there's my backyard I can play in, you know. 
I can't run, I can't lift at the gym or anything, but I still have some weights in my basement I can use. So just adapting every day to the new um, circumstances um, is really important to me, and that's what I've learned. Have you uh, picked up any new interest um, during this period of time of being kind of isolated at home? Yeah, actually, I've picked up reading again. Um, I used to like reading a lot, but I've stopped because of becoming a little busy, but um, I'm back into it. Right now, I'm reading Toughness by Jay Billis. It's a really good book. Great book. And it really um, encapsulates what's happening right now in, in real life and uh, being mentally tough and um, not um, you know, falling to coronavirus, things like that, and keeping a strong mindset. It's a, it's a tremendous book to read during this period of time, and I re- recommend that to a lot of people. Um, we joke around here. We've been trying to start book clubs here for the last couple of years, and uh, it doesn't go over really well. But I am happy to hear that a lot of kids have actually picked up reading and, and learning some new things, which is which is outstanding. Um, if college is next year, now you're heading off to, and we got some great news. We got a wonderful email from our entire staff. And, and Will, if you don't know Will people, he, he is one of the most – Um, genuine people in terms of showing gratitude and appreciation and we as a staff got a wonderful uh, email last Saturday from Will uh, announcing that he had gotten into this tremendous program at UConn and he was heading off to school next year at UConn and was appreciating the work from the youth center etc etc big news you're going to UConn what happens Will if UConn and a lot of colleges are looking at this right away which I like the proactivity about this that your first semester of college could be at home on online classes. What's your take on that? Yeah, it's definitely tough. You know, for me personally, um, it's just going to be a learning curve um, again, um, adapting to the new environment. And um, it's going to be tough because, like, I, I would like to meet, like, my, my professors, you know, get a roommate, live in, live in a dorm. But um, that might not be able to happen because of the coronavirus. But um, it's just pretty tough for me. Um, I was lo- really looking forward to my first semester of college. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, my orientation's already been canceled. It's already online. So it's just um, it's just time of the times, and being able to adapt is really important. Absolutely. Um, we have some great leadership in this town here. Um, my boss, Melissa Rodriguez, our town manager, has done a phenomenal job leading this community during this period of time. Dr. Greg Gilligan is our leader of our school system, likewise doing a nice job leading our community. Um, if I put you in a room with both Melissa and Greg Gilligan right now, what would you want them to know from Will Savino? Um, I would like them to know that I really want to go back to school. You know, I'm probably speaking on behalf of everyone at high school, at middle school, all the, all the five elementary schools, that uh, we just want to see this virus go away. And we just want one last opportunity to go back to school and experience um, the last trimester because it's a lot of fun. I always love third trimester of school. It's been my favorite trimester in terms of sports, in terms of all the activities that go on. So I just, I really hope that we can go back to school, and I hope they can see that too. Good message. All right, we have major influence in the White House, and we're putting Will Savino in that press room of the White House, obviously equal six feet distance from anybody else, but uh, you're allowed to say one thing to the President of the United States. What would you want him to hear? Um, I would tell Mr. President that um, he's, he's definitely trying his best with everything. Um, obviously, I'm not really that, po- that political, but it just he has to stay positive as well. Um, I hope he doesn't like, get stressed about over this because it's a really tough time. You know, the U.S. is um, the, leading, uh, they have the leading amount of um, coronavirus patients, things like that. And just staying positive, I tell him, and um, don't, don't crack under pressure. It's pretty much that's good. It. 
real good. Um, we have a lot of smart people in this world and in this country that are working their butts off. And I, I do believe, I'm optimistic that we're going to have a vaccine sooner than people think. Uh, we're going to have maybe some ways to help treat COVID-19 better than we are right now. Um, what's your faith in the medical profession and the very smart people in this world that we can get this stuff done? I, I'm 100% confident we can get this thing done, you know. Um, they've been working their tails off day in and day out every day, um, trying to find a vaccine, trying to find a cure for this. Um, like nurses as well, they've been, they've been um, working really hard. And basically any medical staff is basically the backbone of society right now. Like all, everything lies on them, and there'll definitely be um, a, a vaccine eventually, which I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think about our medical profession a, a lot. I actually tweeted something that um, we have over 50 um, former summer fund counselors that mm -hmm. have gone on to be nurses and doctors. Um, and I keep remembering of another one uh, after I even tweet that. It could be even more than that. And they are the true heroes. They're doing an amazing job. Um, and I do believe that we're going to get through this, and uh, we need to support all of our nurses and doctors. We need to support our first responders, a uh, mm -hmm. wonderful job by our fire department and our police department, and then all the people that we take for granted, right, the people mm -hmm. that work in food stores and the people that are working in the gas stations and things like that. But we are in this together, and we're going to get through this together. A few more questions for you, Will. Um, you were about to be honored as the co-youth of the year, along, as I said, with, along with Hannah Rogers. Um, we initially were doing that uh, at the end of March. Uh, it got moved to May, and it was now moved to the end of June, and even that might be optimistic. We might not be having this auction until maybe the fall time. Um, this was going to be a big night for you. I know you and Hannah have been working unbelievably on your speech, um, and that's an event that you get to kind of tell how you feel. Uh, to an audience of around 300 youth center supporters. Um, what's your emotion of that night being taken away from you right now? Yeah, it's definitely a sad feeling for me. Um, I've been looking forward to giving that speech with, along with Hannah for the past couple of months. Um, we've been working really hard on it, and I think it's been really well. And I've, from what I've heard, Night, night to Shine is a really good event where all the, um, a lot of people in town come together to fundraise for the North Andover Youth Center. And I think, honestly, it's a good thing that I got canceled so we can stop the spread and just... Um, you know, I'm I'm still looking forward to it though. I can't wait. Yeah, and I promise you, Will, we will we will do something to honor both you and Hannah as long as, as well as our scholarship winners. Um, I don't know exactly when. I wish I could tell you people that, but um, if it is pushed to the fall, and and most of you are virtually learning online classes uh, at home, you'll still be around, and we can we can make that happen. But um, trust me, uh, it will be a real big thing for me to make sure that you guys get on it because both you and Hannah, as well as our scholarship winners, just did a phenomenal job mm -hmm. over the years, and uh, I miss out on on that piece. That's a that's a huge night for me, not just to raise money for the youth center, but to honor kids like you. So it will happen. Will, you've, um, you've been involved, obviously, as an MVP mentor. You've worked part-time for us. You worked in the summer. You were a referee. Um, you've worked summer fun. Um, we're hoping to have you back again. Um, what's your message you want to say to all the kids that you come in contact, not just the Henrys of the world, but um, the kids that you've worked with here in the youth center? What's your message to all those kids who look up to Will Servino and you know, as being a senior and someone that they respect, what do you say to them? Yeah, just uh, don't take any moment for granted. Um, 
you know, it's really tough for me. I have to deal with a lot of, uh, I'm a little uh, stressed out right now that my senior year is going to be canceled, but um, just don't take any moment for granted, no. Um, embrace everything. Embrace coming to the youth center every day. Embrace, embrace uh, Joe Walsh basketball. Embrace all your friends, all your teachers, everyone in your life. Just embrace it because in a flash it could, be, it could go by, and that's, that's my message. And we've learned that really hard this spring. Uh, well, you, as I said earlier, are one of those kids that truly is grateful. Uh, you appreciate people. You're not afraid to tell people you appreciate them. So I, I have a question to all of those educators that maybe you've had elementary school, middle school, and in particular those high school teachers mm -hmm. that have been with you the last four years, your coaches that you've had. What's your message to all of them? Because the reality is if we don't go back to school, you may not have that personal contact to tell them themselves. So what do you say today's podcast to these teachers and these educators that have helped shape Will Servino? Yeah, I have two simple words. Just thank you. You know, um, they've any teacher I've had, any coach I've had, they've impacted my life in some way, um, mostly positive, And I just can't thank them for anything. Um, they've, they've shaped me into who I am today. Um, and I've, I've enjoyed being with them throughout my entire life, you know. I loved all my uh, teachers at Sargent. Middle school teachers were really good too. And then my high school teachers, especially this year, they've been pretty much my favorite. Um, they've been really helpful to me. They've been, they've built me, um, they've taught me to be a better student and also a better person as well. And I can't thank them enough for that. That's awesome. Very good appreciation. And uh, I'm sure when they hear this podcast, um, they will appreciate you, Will, for all the work you've done. Um, I want to finish with uh, uh, Cheryl Romando, our assistant principal of the middle school, who just announced her that she is retiring this year, uh, sent me a wonderful article that I will post um, to all of our social media because I think it's important for both uh, our kids, especially our seniors in high school, but also parents. And it's, um, it's titled The Year Without Graduation, and it's uh, written by Jill Johnson Young, who's a LCSW grief therapist. Um, and she does a lot of talking on this. And it's one of the things that I wanted to bring across in this podcast is that we need to be empathetic uh, to the Caitlins and the Wills and all of the senior class, specifically North Andover's class of 2020. Um, it's really important that we don't blow off with their emotions. We don't blow off their feelings um, because we look at the global pandemic as being big. These are real things kids are dealing with. And a part of this is actual stages of grief, and we need to help kids through this. Uh, and I think you heard from Caitlin and Will, just really good perspective from them, as well as a really good attitude that although they're angry, although they're disappointed, that they're going to find a way to get through this, and this is important. But a couple of rules, there are four rules that uh, she wrote about, and the rule number one in grief is we never, ever compare losses. They are all equal if they matter to the person experiencing them. And remember, each one of our kids has experienced this. Rule number two is nobody gets to tell you how to grieve. So to all of our high school seniors, um, you know, you grieve in your own way and don't allow anybody to tell you how to grieve because you're all going to handle this in very different ways. Rule number three is your feelings are yours, and that makes them valid even in a global pandemic. So again, many people will say, well, you know, get over it. You're in a global pandemic. We've never had this before. This is serious. Um, but the reality is you do have those feelings, and they're yours, and they're valid. And rule number four, specific to seniors in the COVID-19, not one person who is not in the senior class of 2020 has experienced this. Do not let anybody minimize it. So for people that have had their, you know, senior activities in the past and just say get over it, they 
How would they have handled it? Um, for those kids that are not in the 2020 that are coming up, um, you know, they, they don't know what it's going to be like, and, and hopefully they will have what everyone has taken for granted. So four rules on that. So what are some things that we want to say to our North Andover class of 2020? Um, want to give you some strategies, and uh, these were um, some of the things that were written in this article, but also some input um, from some of our seniors that have reached out to me. Talk to your fellow seniors. Take a chance to share how awful this feels. You can do that. Hang out online more, not less. Uh, and again, sometimes the technology, I have concerns of how good it is in terms of constantly, but right now that's what we have, so hang out online. There's some great stuff in terms of a lot of kids are doing Zoom, Hangouts, and things like that. Use some of the Hangout times and alone time to look at where you are going. Our world has changed because of this global experience. All the options are on the table. Use all that creativity and all those skills that belong to only your generation and create what you want to do and how you want to do it. I'm hearing tremendous stories from Caitlin and Will and other people of how they're getting through this and things that they're actually dealing with. And as I said, I think kids are resilient. I think kids are more resilient than anybody, and they are getting through this. Ask for space if you need it. I know your parents are happy to see more of you, but you need some space. And you know, nobody wants to be on top of each other. I've heard from kids that, you know, they have their their rooms cut out. My dad has this office space. My mother has this office space. I have this space. And sometimes you need to get your own space for lots of reasons. Uh, express it and a lot of kids have been doing a really nice job with this we actually have a contest going on right now it closes tomorrow which which is an art video contest for our kids so express it write it draw it paint it create some music uh, rap dance run express all those feelings I think I think our educators at all the school systems especially condominiums um, uh, Knight's Care Project at the high school, we're seeing some unbelievable creativity from our teachers, and I think our kids could uh, take some advice on that and do a lot to do it. Make a scrapbook or a journal on how much life has changed right now. Andy Van Horn was on top of this right from the beginning. He told me day one that he was really encouraging his daughter uh, to write a journal of a day-by-day -day of what this is experiencing like, and it's something that she'll be able to share with her grandkids you know 40 years from now when people don't even uh, remember some of this stuff or at least have a a little bit of a loss of memory of it so you know journaling is unbelievable as the month wears on it'll be time to regroup and take your big day and events back even if your school is not doing a july event you and your friends and families can plan something to honor this transition you can be creative and again i think the school system is going to do a phenomenal job to try to have some semblance of a graduation uh, in some of these activities and we will be able to take back our time and obviously we'll take our direction from the White House to the State House um, to our local government and we'll do things the healthy ways but we will get back to this and then remember that even as we fight this pandemic and we witness the deaths that are happening that does not mean your losses count less they are different we need to mourn the death we need to support those serving and take care of the mourners but we need to celebrate you guys too and one of the things I'm asking the town of North Andover to do is to celebrate our class of 2020. As you drive around town, you'll see some wonderful lawn signs um, recognizing seniors that are on living on street on the street, um, and you'll know that in that house is a, a senior that is missing some of this. and And we need to support these kids. And I think as a community, 
We're doing a great job with our school system and our municipal government, and we will continue to do this. Um, but we will get through this. Uh, and, you know, as I've said many times from the beginning is we're in this together, and we'll get through this together. And uh, North Andover is a tremendous community. Um, in my 30 years here, we've gone through some really serious things. Um, we've had um, a year where we had some teenage suicides. We had a number of years that we lost a lot of kids to opiates. Um, we've had some serious issues going on with different things with our community and loss. Um, now, again, I don't put those all in the level of a global pandemic, um, but we've gotten through each one and we will get through this. And as I always say, North End of a one town, one love. So Will, I'd like to thank you and Caitlin for coming on the podcast today and sharing your feelings, uh, which are real. And I hope our listeners can understand how amazing you two are, but to look at all of our class of 2020 and let's celebrate them in whatever way we can. So Will, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. And that wraps up this week's podcast. Uh, we'll be back again next week. Again, we're going to do one every week um, as we get through this, and hopefully we'll get back to some normalcy. Uh, we're going to take it day by day. Um, and we ask everybody to stay healthy, stay safe, continue to follow all of our social distancing criteria. And uh, as we finish every podcast, we always say too much passion is never enough passion. <laughs>